Hello and welcome to Let's Create the Photography Show and another Let's Talk. And this week, yes, there's been a delay. Why? I've, everything that's been going on, you know what it's like. I've been doing these and recording these in the background and we have got a plethora of guests coming to you. But tonight, today, whenever you watch this, this gentleman is the godfather of landscape photography on YouTube. This gentleman I have followed for over six years, right from the beginning. I've seen him in many places. Sometimes he probably thinks I'm a stalker, but I'm not. I'm not. I just love and admire his work. And I think I speak for many of us when I say this. So let's give it up and let's give a warm welcome and kick back. Relax, listen, watch, and enjoy Thomas Heaton. Roll titles! Hello and welcome to Let's Create, the photography show. I mention it here, and by the way, there's a... We, we won't oh, go that, through all them. Those are your questions. Yeah, so I'll uh, just... Yeah. I'll just Did do a quick. Send them to my PA. Proofing. <laughs> I send them to your missus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I know you like that. I've written that here about you know you. <laughs> you're level-headed, and you're the reason why I asked you because it's not for any other reason other than my interest in you as a creative being. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So thank well, you very much. No problem. I remember seeing you um, like three or four times on the bounce at um, the photography show and at various other places. You just kept popping up, and I was like, "Oh, I know this guy." Yeah, you, 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 you you've always came and said hello and be very friendly, even from the very early days, like, yeah. like when I had like hardly any subscribers, and yeah. and you, I just don't, I, I instantly re, sort of instantly recognize you. I felt a rapport with you because you're you're from. I don't know where you're from, but let me guess. Go on. Oh, I'm go guessing on. Lancashire, Burnley, Berry. Bit further down, St. Helens. St. Helens, right? Okay, yeah. but definitely that neck of the woods, the northwest. And I'm from the northwest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, definitely had that kind of connection straight away. So yeah, like, happy. Yeah, brilliant. Like I said to Adam Gibbs, um, I was like a little schoolgirl when I met Adam. <laughs> And that was at the Penrith at the Northern Photography Show. And I was, I was I'm, I'm a nervous guy. People think I'm like dead confident, but I'm not. It's all just me trying to get through. And uh, I met Adam. And I was like, oh, Adam, can I record you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and now we, we, we've been chatting quite a bit. And I think he's a wonderful photographer like, oh, you, like yourself. You know. He's great. He's, uh, he's he can be quite intimidating though because he's massive. Yeah. Like when I first <laughs> met him, I didn't realize how big he was. He was about six foot six. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah, he is, isn't he? Really tall. Yeah, I think I think uh, <clears throat> I think that's what intimidated me actually when I first met him. But then I met him at Gary Goff's again, where I met yourself. Oh uh, yeah, I got Goff. the got the calendar off you, which was. Oh, right. I signed it. Well, did, who did I make it out to? No, there was a subliminal message on it, ironically. You said, oh, you can have this one cheap because it's been scribbled on. And it had Z on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 
And I thought, oh, that's all these years later, I've ended up with a Z7 and I call it Z. I was like, ah, oh, I've kept that calendar. Go. It's good luck. Yeah, subliminal. <laughs> so let's, let's just get straight into it. I'm not even going to start with an intro or anything because we're, we're chatting them away. But I'm going to ask you a few questions if you don't mind anyway, just, just to settle us down. And I'll go in with big guns. So, <laughs> whoa, all right. Go on then. How and when? Did the love of travel and photography start? Oh, jeez! I bet you've that been asked a... that lords, though. Um, all right. So the love of it stems back to um, my my youth because um, I always wanted to go out and explore, right? So whatever, go for go go up a mountain, go and see an area, go and explore, go just go anywhere, see anything. Yeah. But when I was an awkward teenager, it's not really the done thing. Like you'll get you'll get ripped to shreds by your mates if you go and do something for the sake of doing it. Um, so I, uh, I, as soon as I got into photography about the age of 16, it was like all of a sudden I could go and travel to places and explore places because it had a purpose. I could, I could take a camera and I could take images. That was the reason for going somewhere rather than just going. Like at the age of 15, 16, 17, if I was just going to go and explore some fells, you know, in the north of Lancashire, it would just be aimless and pointless and yeah. quite honestly feel a bit awkward. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't feel like that now, but having a camera gives me purpose. And I was never a very confident traveler as well. If I'd have gone traveling by myself without being a photographer, I'm the type of person that would just stay in my hotel room or, or youth hostel or whatever. And I just wouldn't have the confidence to go anywhere. I'd probably walk yeah. around the city center for a bit. And, I, you know, I just... I just never had a direction or a purpose, even though I wanted to go and explore stuff. I just never knew why. Did that make sense? Yeah, totally. You've got a camera in your hand. Yeah. You can go anywhere, do anything, yeah. travel completely solo. You've always got something to do because your mind is occupied 24-7. Yeah. You know what it's like. You're driving anywhere and you see something, nice bit of light on a nice yeah. subject, and you're always switched on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's, I suppose, where it stemmed from. Yeah, fantastic. That's pretty much for me, uh, going out, getting about. The camera's the reason, isn't it? It's the fulcrum, the the lever, if you like. You're more yeah. travel than me, obviously. You've been all over the well, world. Well, not at the minute, I'm not. So. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, not. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Just, it is what it is. I've had the jab, which was interesting. Oh, you had it? Yeah. How did you feel? Two days of... of um, feeling like I was strapped to a rocket. Not not good. I was supposed to be doing a talk for uh, uh, Le Mag magazine. It's like an online um, face, Facebook kind of group. Excellent. Um, and I was so looking forward to it, and I had to cancel right on the night because I couldn't feel my head. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, – I don't know if you – it's weird. I've had – my mate had the jab. He had the uh, Pfizer one. Yeah. And he was sick as a dog. And then yeah. – immediately got flu after the jab and was out for about eight days my mum and dad got the jab they got the astrazeneca one snap and felt rough for a day then yeah. woke up feeling like on top of the world so yeah yeah for about 24 hours yeah. so yeah I oh, don't that's know. good that's good with your mum and dad definitely yeah, mixed yeah. mixed results but it's it's i think it's a good thing it's amazing really um it, we want to stay safe and get out the 29th thomas the 29th have you got any plans 
I've got, hang on a minute, 29. I've got April the 12th in my diary. Oh, no, I've booked two days off work. It's Monday the 29th. Are you sure? Do you know what? I don't watch the news, right? Me neither. I don't like nor trust the media or politicians or anything. Um, So I just don't watch it because then I'm not influenced by it, right? Yes. yes. I'm a huge believer in common sense, a massive believer in courtesy and common sense. And I think a big part of you know everything that's what you need not the bloody yeah. daily mail or whatever telling you what to do so um i haven't been watching it um i've i had a rough idea of what bojo said last week um but for some reason i had it in my head that april the 12th was the most likely date whereby we could get in our cars and we can go somewhere hmm. but you're saying end of march tell me what you know so the april date might be where you can stay over don't quote me i don't know but I know for a fact that the 29th we can travel and meet up with up to six people. From isn't it weird though? Isn't it weird that this this is yeah, a thing? A thing, this yeah. Is a thing. It's like hang on a minute. Why? Why do if you if, <laughs> if you could like you know jump forward by one year from last year to now, you'd be like, what? Whoa. You know, I can't meet people. I can't see my mum. I can't leave yeah. my town. Yeah, it's just so odd that we're getting excited about just giving, you know, this tiny bit of freedom and everything that we take for granted beforehand. Yeah, uh, it's just mad. It's mental. I still, I still can't get my head around it. Like, um, yeah. obviously, I follow the rules and yeah, everything, but I still go, I still go to a shop without a mask because I've forgotten it because I can't get into the habit. That's why I wear this buff now. This buff is is as important as my underpants. Yeah, because without <laughs> it, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. So I have to, um, you know, I just can't break these, you know, I just can't get into the habit. I, I keep, I like fill up my car with petrol, walk into the petrol station, oh, oh. stare at the chocolate bars and then go, oh, shh. <laughs> like, oh I just can't, I can't get, my, I can't sort of get used to it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The buff. Anyway, a, sorry. No, no, no. The buff's been a lifesaver and you bang on what you're saying. Uh, it's surreal. And to think, um, I'm not with this when we get back to normal. I, I feel like I've been changed, that the world has been changed and the appreciation, it's a positive thing, by the way, what I'm saying, mm. that it's uh, an appreciation of outdoors and photography. Oh, and yeah. locally, I've always shot local. And I know you have been doing yourself. One that stands out not so long ago was the tree that stood out tall from the rest. Oh, yeah, that's a belt. I need to go back yeah. there. In fact, I missed yeah. that shit. We had some really heavy snow. I should have gone, and I didn't. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So you're doing what I think um, everyone should do. Uh, we get carried away. We're going away to a certain – we get these fi- – like, where am I going on the 29th? I'm going to Lake District, and where am I going? Heart of Hell. I'm going to Estelle, and mm. I can't wait. But there's a little bit of me is thinking, oh, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit – agitated by yeah. it and you said it again the other night on your other video about this unease and I thought oh that's weird I've been feeling that feeling uh, an anxiety and it, it was quite obvious what you were saying I, I could really relate to that I think a lot of people right now can relate to that anxiety so thanks yeah. for saying it because no one is no, saying it like I feel I feel like I go out places and I feel like I shouldn't be there, right? I feel like yeah. I'm being judged, even if there's no one around or even if I'm 100 yards from my house. Um, but 
my my concern and my worry is the same as you like when they open up at the end of march and we can go places of course we're all going to feel anxious agitated and uneasy because mm -hmm. um i mean i've i've noticed that during this whole pandemic since it started there's been a lot of xenophobia um a lot of you know people saying this is you know this is my land my town my village my whatever go everybody leaves no one come and i understand it because people are yeah. scared um i'm worried that when things open up at the end of march these popular places these tourist locations like the lake district and like certain areas of scotland the locals who live there um i i worry that they're gonna not be welcoming yeah you know and that that's my concern is they're going to see us as a threat and they're not going to want us there because uh well yeah because they, they feel threatened so that's my that's my concern and i totally get it as i get it yeah, i do get yeah. it but um at the same time nobody owns you know an area yeah. like whether you live there or not it's completely irrelevant doesn't matter um yeah. you know we're all entitled to um, go and explore and go outdoors and see the exactly. country yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna feel that so i'll probably try to get somewhere as remote as possible <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i'm not going to go on too much about it because it does seem to be a dominating subject and it's quite polarized yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't and i don't like that i, I think yeah like i say it, it, it no, is. it's true i've seen i you know i i've heard about things you know how it's brought out the best in people i've not seen that i've seen it bring out the worst in people yeah. um yeah. and it's so polarizing um i i got a death threat because i went to lanzarote that was so. my next question about yeah. gav gavin Adcastle um basically took the mic and said that i'm thomas's stalker now <laughs> laughing and joking when i saw the email there was a little bit of me inside it you know that i've written down here that all of us photographers, common senses, as if you like, all all felt for you, and it was spoke about with friends, and not not nice at all. Um, so I'm, you know, I never wish that to happen again to any one of us. Or you know, what happened to you was horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that. But it's just some. Just a, yeah, an idiot or an whatever. angry, yeah. scared person. I think, but um, yeah, it it doesn't worry me. I'm not. Um, I'm not bothered like at the time I was, and that's why I reported it to the yeah. police. But the, actually, the only reason I reported it to the police is because the comment was so macabre that I um, I thought, oh, bloody hell, I better check up on this guy, make sure he doesn't live around the corner. And turns out he does. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, not around the corner. You're maybe like an hour away north. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I thought, oh, God, right. So uh, I thought I'd just re report it to the police, not so that, I would get him arrested or not because I was scared. It's really just to log it so that yeah. if it happened again or anything happened. So this guy who commented took great offense to me going to Lanzarote, um, which I didn't understand to be honest, but he, yeah, he did take great offense and yeah, it just took it out and it's really nasty comment. And uh, yeah, he's obviously seen my channel before, so he didn't just yeah. stumble upon it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. but people. That's that's what I'm seeing. That's what I've seen for the past year. Is yeah, not the good. Pandemic's brought out the worst in people, and it's it's fear, and that's a shame. Um, yeah, fear and anger mixed is not a fear, good anger, thing. frustration. Yeah, you know, it's all the whole thing's been handled so badly, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's not helped people. Um, yeah. 
but yeah hey fingers crossed this is it now <laughs> yeah 29th <laughs> have a look at your calendar again go back to normal yeah that would be nice or i'm gonna get in trouble when i'm driving up the lakes but there you go (laughs) no i haven't even updated my calendar every year i put a new calendar on my wall a new wall planner yeah yeah. so i can plan out the year ahead um it's behind the computer and it's still i've still got 2020 year planner all all cancelled but i didn't even bother buying a new one because i thought ah what's the point you know Uh, but yeah, maybe, you know, things will change. But hey, I've got to say, I'm very lucky. You know, I always, I try not to complain because I've still um, been able to keep going and keep working, um, whereas a lot of people haven't. So, yes, this is very true. And a lot of things are changing for people who are still in a job. Um, working in this little room has been a, it's been a <laughs> <Yeah>. good challenge because <laughs> I do yeah. my photography and also I, I'm, graphic designer by day photographer by night I'm no batman of photography but it does feel like it in this cave sometimes like you know yeah. there should be bats hanging around but yeah it does and, look a bit like a dark cave in there i've got to say it <laughs> was a nice backlighting <laughs> it was a kitchen uh there's a there's a room in there there's a door here and there's a there's three doors in a six foot by ten room really oh, yeah okay. <laughs> so it's a bit strange but i'm loving it because uh yeah i can my kids are there and i can help them out with the school teaching and the dorm work and what have you and then come in and do a bit of editing and everything's on hand yeah, so i mean a lot fortunate than a lot of people like you say i'm gonna jump on the jump away from this anyway because yeah please <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not michael parkinson so i do have to read off me my bit of paper um we've we've covered quite a bit what i wanted to ask you but and one of them was how do you handle notoriety how do you keep so level-headed i i know to you 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 you're down to earth but let's face it here tom you you're like you are quite a huge figure in landscape photography vlogging and i'd like to say landscape photography because here's the book Oh, yeah. I, oh yeah, I've got the book. Nice. Absolutely love it. And um, I'm not even halfway through it. I'm just taking my time reading it because what you've put together is quite in depth. And because of the videos, you've got this residual memory. It's quite it's yeah. quite good because you're going through the book. Like I got to Glenn Corns, like, ah, that's when he met Nev. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah so right. the, there's all this attachment to the video without actually realizing it when I'm reading it. I, I'm, I'm actually seeing it as well. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. No, it's good. It's both. It's both a blessing and a curse because it, you know, it's uh, like you say. A lot of people see me as a YouTuber. A lot of people see me as a photographer. Um, I don't think there's a distinction. If I'm completely honest, I don't think that you're. A, uh, if you have a trade and you have a YouTube channel, that doesn't, you know, exclusively make you a YouTuber. Um, yeah. I just. Um, but yeah, it is brilliant. Like. YouTube as a as a platform to showcase your work is the best there is. I can't don't think there's anything better. No. Um, but yeah, you do you do then become a YouTuber, you know, by by nature. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know how I, I just um, if this if it had taken off when I was probably like nineteen or twenty, I, it probably would go to my head. But because I'm so jaded and I'm so like <laughs> miserable generally and, and cynical, <laughs> I'm very cynical. Um, and I see people um, who who do well on yeah. YouTube or Instagram or you know even the television, and it goes to their head. Yeah, and it's embarrassing. 
it's it embarrassing is. to watch and i think i'm god i'm you know i'm so glad i'm not like that you know yeah. um, it's that grumpy that keeps you keeps yeah, you it is that's head. what it is like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah i refuse to i refuse to like if i'm ever chatting to somebody who i don't know and never met and they don't know me and they ask what i do for a living i never mention youtube ever yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't dare mention that I have a YouTube channel just in case they go and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially at work. And I've I've never mentioned it to work really that I I actually film myself. Oh yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? it is I weird. walk around filming myself talking. That's not something I want to brag yeah, about. Yeah, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it like that, it's difficult. Like if I start thinking about all my mates from back home watching it and yeah. people I know watching it and people I went to school with watching it, I don't want to know that. I just want to, yeah. Yeah. I just want to block that out. Um, yeah. Like all my neighbours um, who live on my street, I think I got away with it for about six months before one of them finally saw one of my videos pop up on their YouTube channel yeah. and then it's all over the street and now they're all... Yeah. They all know the WhatsApp group in your yeah. street. They're all like, have you seen Tom's latest? <laughs> That's it. Exactly. So now I can't like now I can't talk ill about my local area because yeah. I'll offend half the street. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Not that you would anyway. Not no, that not would. that I would. No. But, but you know, if there's if there's a bit too much litter on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I think to be fair, that is something you can uh, you can be mad about. I only went the one time to uh, your neck of the woods and just really, really enjoyed it and got a yeah, I saw that, that candy good. floss, yeah, sky. The sea is made of marmalade. Floss. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Problem where I well, problem with where I live is that it's one of the best locations ever at sunset, yeah. right? Because you get that candy floss pink sky, you get the earth shadow, yeah, um, but you cannot get that beach empty at sunset. Like there will be a hundred people on until after dark and then half of them will stay behind and light a fire and have a picnic. The sand, the only time the sand is ever free of footprints is at sunrise. And even then you've still got to get lucky. I was out three times this week, uh, today, yesterday, and the day before. Yeah. Um, This morning I was out one hour before sunrise and I still wasn't the first one out there. I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) So so, uh, by 7 a.m. when the sun's coming up, yeah. There's a line of uh, 50 people all watching oh. it and take it, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the problem I have is I can't talk to a camera when there's people around. Yeah. Right. So if I'm just taking photographs, hey, I'll just line up next to them all and we'll all take pictures and it'll be great. And but making a video, that's yeah. what that's when I get frustrated. But I'm frustrated at me, not them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my area, the beach is beautiful, but. I think maybe probably in this during the I don't know during the summer solstice when the sun rises at four thirty a.m. you'll probably That'll get the beach be, to yourself yeah. then, yeah. but not at the minute. I was quite frightened actually when I was coming back because they were doing donuts on the car park. Um, were like, they? Oh, know, you went to the lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that car park's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I didn't donuts. know. <laughs> full of idiots. Like, uh, there was another photographer. Yeah, there was proper idiots, and and there was another photographer there, and we'd park. He'd park by the side of me, and they were basically doing donuts all around us, and I'm like getting my gear in the car and thinking I just want to get out of here. Ah, oh, and it was like, wow, this is crazy. There must have been 
10 BMWs and Audis just ripping it up. I'm like, oh. Dude, there, there's a single track. It's a single track road down to that car park and they yeah. fly down that road. Yeah. Like yeah. like 50 mile an hour. And it's dangerous because yeah. you get runners, cyclists, dog walkers. It's, yeah. And there's a nature reserve there as well. Yes, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man, but I'm surprised the council haven't done something to sort it out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so. barrier or some at a certain time. Yeah. So if you go there, folks, Walk down the beach, don't, don't park on that car park. Yeah. No, if you park at the first car park and then walk a few That's hundred right. yards. Yeah. 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 Didn't know that. But there yeah. you go. You lives and learns. Uh, it brings me to a good point, actually, about um, when I, I met you, uh, Gary Goffs, <laughs> and everyone was asking questions, and I'm like, God, I've got to ask a question. You know, it's, I'm always like, I think you've got a chance to ask a question. It's Tom. I've got to ask a question. And I said to you, like, oh, in five years' time, and we're not getting far off it. And you said to me, it's quite funny this, because I know everyone's life changes. And I said to you about um, where do you see yourself in five times? And you said, not vlogging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably still, I still got a year left, haven't I? Maybe two yeah, years. About two years left. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I think back then I was, um, yeah, I was I was probably um, trying to upload twice a week, maybe. So uh, yeah, constant pressure, and and uh, especially if you're having a bad run in the summertime with images you're not happy with, and getting up at four a.m. every day only to be disappointed with your uh, work. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't want to do it, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be at the stage where I don't feel like I don't have to vlog. What I tell you, what the dream is the dream is cool. to post videos like like do series like treat it almost like a television network oh, like that that format yeah. in terms yes. of super high quality yeah. and and a, and a story from start to finish so maybe you would post six episodes yeah. of an expedition or whatever and you and then you do nothing for like three or four months which gives you time to work on the next one so yeah it would yeah. be long form content high quality um and you know, you, you drop it, you know, a couple of those, a few of those a year. But the problem with that is the YouTube algorithm doesn't like that. So, you know, they, it doesn't get shared or distributed. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I'm enjoying it at the minute, though, to be honest. You can I've been out, I've been out every day this week. Have you? Great. Yeah. I've, got, I've been shooting with my um, medium format panoramic camera for the past three days. Oh, right. Um, yeah, messing up big time. <laughs> I thought you'd fell out with that camera. Oh no, I just had a I had a made a couple of mistakes and then just as I was getting the hang of it, uh, it developed a fault, so I sent it away for repair. Uh, but right. then I, I got it back and I took it out to the beach uh, this week just to have a play with it. Yeah. And the uh, first thing I did was put a roll of film in, wind the film on. Yeah. All the while the aperture's wide open. <laughs> so I'm winding the film oh. on and it's all getting exposed. And I was like, oh, oh God, shit. That's one roll of film in the bin. <laughs> and then I got a second, put a second roll of film in, uh, took a couple of images. Luckily, the light was terrible. And I thought, oh, that was a waste of film anyway, because I was just, there was nothing to photograph. I was just um, literally felt obliged to take some pictures. Uh, but realized I didn't add on a center filter that I needed for that particular camera. So I was like, oh, God, that's a waste. But luckily, because of those two mistakes, yeah, those two terrible mistakes, I went back again the next day, which was yesterday, and um, 
had a much better time of it. You know, everything just clicked. I got there nice and early and it, and it was really good. But the problem is with um, the coast where I live, as soon as the sun rises, like it's over, that's it. So you get about yeah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes of good light. Um, so yesterday I went out, shot four images and I didn't feel complete. So I went back out again this morning and shot another four images and I feel like that's better now. But the problem is, of course, I've got to get the film developed. Um, so I'm kind of at the minute, I'm, I'm not confident at all. So <laughs> you we'll don't see. know. Yeah, be yeah. A good surprise. I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah, because uh, I just like that format. Uh, I'm really enjoying so I, yeah. that format. It's it's difficult though that camera because it's yeah. a rangefinder camera, so you can't see what you're photographing. You can't focus. You know, you have to focus from markings on the lens. You um, hmm. you, even the way you frame things isn't perfectly accurate because you're using a viewfinder that sits on it's top off. of the camera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, and of course, it's it's a very manual camera so you're controlling everything from the lens it's basically what i'm saying is there's a lot of opportunity to mess yeah, up mistakes um yeah yeah and i reckon i've done that <laughs> we'll see <laughs> well i've missed you on tonight because we're here chatting so i'll be watching oh that. yeah that was a good one that was Later. i'm happy, really happy with that video i've got a new lens for my fuji gfx so I was just yeah two two one. new ones haven't you 100 i've got two yeah i got 35 uh 32 64. That's right, yeah. And strange. 200. Yeah, Fuji like the strange numbers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, well, no, it makes sense if you look at the um, full-frame equivalent. Full. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's about 24 to 50 or something like that, maybe. Um, but yeah, that, that lens, I like to buy second-hand lenses. I think, you know, I don't know why anyone would buy a brand new lens. I agree. Uh, but I uh, the 32 to 64, I couldn't find on the used market anywhere. So I had to buy a new one. Um, yeah. And that was so, yeah. so expensive. Like, yeah. Like yeah. More, more expensive, significantly more than I paid for the camera. Oh, so it's like, oh God. Uh, but that's, if I look back at the advice I gave people five years ago, I'd always say that the lens is more important than the camera body. That's why they cost so much. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just try not to scratch this one. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> terrible for that. <laughs> you should watch some Mike Brown where he's sticking a fork on the end of his lens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a classic, classic video. It's like, no, I won't try that one, Mike. Uh, it costs too much. I like Mike. Um, Mike's like, yeah. be one of the best. Awesome. He's one of the best um, articulators of photography yes. knowledge. Yes. Like, 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 he's, you know, I, I have difficulty explaining things to people. I know mm -hmm. it in my own head, but I can't explain it. Whereas yeah. Mike's just like, you know, this is like this. So then apply this to this. And like yeah. with Mike, if you don't understand something and he explains it to you, it just bangs. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have great respect for him. I've, I've watched this. I've never spoke to him. I don't know him, but I've, I've seen his work for years and years and years. Me too. Keep your fingers crossed because I want to get him on. Oh, I want to you'll talk get to him. Yeah, I want yeah, to talk to him. him. Uh, we're going yeah. back to 2012 when I first started watching Mike, and and I reckon he's the reason why I do make a decent picture now and again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned so much off him, you know. Yeah. I often forget that people. Uh, I, I forget that not everybody who watches my videos 
understands the technical aspects of photography. Mm. Uh, so sometimes I'll just quickly yabber on about depth of field, f-stop, this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking if I was watching this when I was first starting, I, I didn't quite, you know, I wouldn't quite understand what he was talking about. So every now and again, I try to, um, I don't know, I try to explain things, but the problem with YouTube is you can't just repeat yourself week after week. Yeah, some do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not saying any names. No though. names. No names there. No, no. We, I've, I, I had a chat with um, Gary Goff the other day, name dropping. Uh, nice. <laughs> I like Gary as well. And uh, he was saying about certain YouTubers. And I've got quite a bit of editing to do with Gary's. <laughs> oh, oh, is he naming people? Just bleep them out. <laughs> Some of them are a bit obvious as well, but. There you go. He was right what he was saying, though. I did agree. Uh, there was no polarization with Gary. He's just pretty much. Oh straight, no, Gary. Gary. Uh, to the point. I like Gary. I've, I've, yeah. Obviously, I've met him loads of times. But yeah, yeah. He's uh, he likes to call a spade a spade. He certainly uh, does. Very direct. Yeah. Doesn't beat around the bush, old Gary Goff. No, love it, love it. We've completely gone off loving loving it. We've gone off the questions, and I'm looking here now and thinking, are these getting a bit boring? But I was going to ask you. There's any vloggers out there, we've mentioned Gary, but any other vloggers out there that inspire you? Or, or what should I say, you know, sometimes you need a bit of fuel in the tank, you think, and you watch something and it triggers a thought. Or... Yeah, uh, loads, loads. Um, the thing is, I don't call them vloggers. To me, yeah, a vlogger yeah. is somebody who's like, hey, what's up, bro? We're going to do whatever <laughs> I feel like doing today, a bit of this, a bit of that. This is my daily life. Yeah, That's yeah. a vlog. Yeah, yes. For me, I... I very much see my videos and other people's as well as um like ben horn he calls his uh, video journals um and it's so true it's like a video diary of his photography trips day to day yeah and that's the kind of way i look at it i i over the past few years i've really tried to tone down my titles and you know mm. I, I went through the phase of best thing ever you need yeah. to do this <laughs> And six ways to improve your struggle, or you know, six reasons why you're failing with a thumbnail. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've, done that. <laughs> I've been through that phase and I don't like it. Yeah. Because it's not what I want people to associate with my channel. What I want people, I'd rather have a smaller audience, but an audience who sits down and appreciates what they're watching and knows that there's something coming that's had a, a lot of work and effort involved. Yeah. And yeah, very much like a very much like a video, like a documentary, like a document. I don't know, it's documenting my photo trips. That's what yeah. I'll call it. I wouldn't call it a vlog. But anyway, who do I look up to? It's too many names. I mean, like, um, I'm really into my film photography at the minute, and I respect loads of people on YouTube who shoot film because I know how bloody difficult it can be. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the obvious ones are like Ben Horn and Nick Carver. Yeah. Um, but then there's like much smaller channels out there who do great work, like um, like Alan Brock. He's a friend of Ben Horn's, and and they they have such such a good nature about their videos. Yeah. Um, now I'm going through the stage of not wanting to leave anyone out and offend people. Oh, um, don't worry. Steve O'Nions jumps to mind for me as well. Oh, Steve O'Nions. Uh, he's great. I, I watch most of his videos. Mm -hmm. um, and he's he's great because he knows, he not only is he incredibly sort of talented and know what he's talking about, like yeah. his depth of knowledge is incredible. 
but the work he produces is one of those photographers who's making a YouTube video and I'm watching it and I'm thinking, nah, there's not a shot there. I know. <laughs> see, and then he whacks it on screen and I'm like, oh, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just bang my microphone. <laughs> but yeah, he's, so he's great. Um, it's worked, he, he shoots with the Bronica SQ something or other. I can't remember the name of it. That square camera. Square. Yes, lovely. Yeah, and it's mm. similar to my Hasselblad. And I was actually, it was, um, yeah, it was watching his videos that I started to look for a Bronica but couldn't find one. Um, ended up going with the Hasselblad. Um, but yeah, yeah. he's... Yeah, I like Steve Onions. Although I yeah. keep wanting to call him Steve Onions, and oh, no, I hope but... he's not offended yeah. by that. It's just what I see when I see his name. Uh, yeah, his, his work's great. And he's a Scouser. Is he a Scouser? He is a Scouser. Yeah, he's he is a Scouser. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure where he's from. He, he's another gentleman that I'd love to speak to more. Because like you say, he has an, a way of producing a shot that he, even when he's put the shot in front of you, I've looked at it and gone, hold on. Oh, I get it. It's not obvious. It's really complex. And I've, well, that's I'm, good. That's, yeah. you know, obvious images like bangers, you would call yeah, them. Bangers, you know, yeah, bangers. Burning sunrise, big mountains. Great, yeah. obviously, but yeah, they tend to fade very quickly. Yeah. Whereas the images that don't hit you in the face straight away, those, uh, those tend to be the ones that you look at and you think, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you look at it again and again yeah, and again. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then before you know it, you love that image. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the kind. Do you know um, a guy called, I don't know how to pronounce his name channel. Sorry, channel name. Yeah. AOs. A O W S. Oh, what? He's great. I mean, he's so chilled out, but his work is right up my street. Yes, me too completely um absorbing when he puts the images on i am the watching the yeah he's, he's um, so he doesn't i love that he doesn't he doesn't get hung up on gear like yeah. half the time you don't even see the camera in his yeah. hand you just see the images and that's how it should be yeah like i sometimes i feel like i focus too much on the gear a little bit in the field yeah and it should never one i really want to make a video where I shoot an entire video and you've got no idea which of my many cameras I'm using. So you, you yeah. never see the camera. That's kind of what he does. And it's cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's really so cool. Yeah. The, the black and white stuff he'd done in the snow lately, but even when he went to death Valley and you could oh, tell yeah. it, 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 I wanted to cook him up a, 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 an art pot and send it to him because I thought, geez, this guy looks, he looks like he needs a feed. He's, he's, his heart and soul into the, the creativity. Yeah, very passionate. Which I, I think you know, I think it's um I think integrity, passion, yes, um and um like I don't know what you call it, like realism, I suppose. Uh, um, but that yeah. that comes across in certain people's work and certain people's content, and that's the stuff yeah. I'm drawn to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there are there are many many photographers who I like to watch. Um. And I, I, you know, I always get inspired. I get inspired by those who can create images from scenes that I think, like if I watch somebody taking a photograph uh, an epic location with epic lights, so as much as I appreciate that, I don't appreciate it half as much as when I see someone in the middle of a day in what looks like a drab location. Yeah. 
and then they create something from that whether it's just the way that the shadow is falling across the ground and they, they notice that and, and capture it mm-hmm. uh, that's what nick carver does very well yeah um yeah. so when i see that kind of work something that gets me when i'm not expecting it that's the stuff i really appreciate yeah, I feel like I'm turning a corner myself where it's so easy to slip into that adding a title and trying to get views. It's so easy to slip into that kind of, yeah. I need to pull an audience in. Well, and I, you know what? It's, I keep pushing it, it away. I can hear it in my head, it though. To an extent. Yeah, yeah. You can't downplay your work. Yeah. Like, but you don't want to, like today's video, for example, my video that I posted today. Yeah. I give it a bit of a title. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a thumbnail, right? And um, at first, I was just going to call it what it is. I've got a new lens going for a photo shoot, something like that. Yeah. Because that's, I like to just, you know, I don't want to get people's, I don't want to build up expectation too high. Yeah. But I ended up calling it um, something like, uh, when you look at a thumbnail, there's text and the text says, look what the storm's did to this yes. location look what the storms did to this beach i can't remember basically what happened is we've had some storms over the past few weeks and they've washed away all of the sand on the beach right so it used to be a two mile stretch of golden sandy beach yeah and now there's hardly any sand it's just all rock wow. it's all been washed away it's revealed all of the bedrock below the beach wow it's phenomenal now there's pools of water there's huge boulders there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff and it's i was like it's like a brand new location. Yeah. So I got really excited. So I decided yeah. to push that part of the video, you know, make a bit more of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fine line between getting a reputation for being a clickbaity weasel muncher. <laughs> and, weasel muncher. And, and, uh, oh and being boring. You don't, you don't want, you know, you still need that click through rate you're still you're still competing with 50 other thumbnails on a window so you've still got to get people but it just uh you've got to be careful you know yeah yeah it's a fine line it's a fine line um you i would hope i i like to play the long game you know snap the long slow game learn that that from you (laughs) yeah that's when you get really valuable viewers is those who've been with you for a long time yes Uh, rather than you can have the best title and the best thumbnail in the world yeah. It might get a million views, but how many of those million views are coming back next week? None yeah. forget about you because halfway through the video or after the video, they click onto the next one and then the next one and then the next one. Mm-hmm. You need you need uh, you need a slower pace and yeah, you know something. You know awesome. the people as well. You get to know the people who are comment, yeah. commenting, yeah. and you get to know the characters through the way they word things and say, you know. Uh, some I've got a couple of people who put comments and they're very honest, but in a really good way, and I yeah. absolutely love that. I get I get some amazing emails and pieces of advice oh, and all yeah. sorts, which I, I always take on board. I never take offence to it. Yeah, and I would hope, you know, I don't know, but I would hope that I get a bit of respect from my peers. Um, certainly, you know, certainly over the past couple of years, as I've kind of matured and my content's matured. Um, but yeah, there, there are a certain group of people out there who, I don't know, the videos feel a bit contrived and a bit, yeah. a bit like amped up and a bit false and a bit yeah yeah well, clickbait and and they get you know sp- huge spikes in views like I've yeah. never had a video get a million views ever but um but I've liked to feel that the 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 mean is is high yes you know, the, the mean yes yeah, it's all the about one. the mean. 
Yes, Sean Tucker. Yeah, Sean Tucker's a a great guy. I've never met him. I think he's the one person who I've not met who I think... You walked past him. I feel like I've met. We were at the photography show. I did, yeah. And I I was stood and he walked... I'd been, I didn't see you, and I'd seen Sean Tucker, and I'm thinking, I'm going to talk to Sean Tucker. I'm going to go and talk to Sean Tucker, and I'm stood there like a, like a, I'm going to talk to Sean. <laughs> I'm trying to pluck up, I'm going to, and the next thing, you walk round the corner and walk straight towards me. Like, all right, Tommy, like, all right, I'll do it quick, Mike. Gone, turned round, and Sean Tucker had gone. Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought, well, he's, um, he's coming to Antarctica with me, so oh, I will meet wow. him. Yeah, but, uh, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I feel I do feel like I know him, he, and he's you know what's great about Sean is he is doing it how he wants to do. He only uploads yes. once a month. Yeah. Lucky, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, yeah. and he does really well. And that's it. He's kind of like you know what I'm only doing it once a month because I've got this other work to do. I think yeah. the worst thing for YouTube about me is that I can't ever or I don't feel like I can work on a project. Like I'd love to, I'd love to film a project that takes me like a month, and then yeah. at the end of the month you get that. But I'm always working like, you know, I'm always feeding the machine, you know, yeah, it's yeah. always like, right. Yeah. Everything I do is, is in a space this big, it's in a small window. And uh, it's very difficult for me to focus on the bigger picture, like a, a long-term project. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm terrified of taking like a month off. I think give it time. I think you will. I do. Uh, what you're talking about with the production, I mentioned this to Adam Gibbs. And I think it's a really important um, part of uh, growth and creativity. Uh, Ted Forbes from The Art of Photography, Mm. um, he created a series that went on Amazon where he was interviewing quite... Oh, The Art... um, The Art of Photography. uh, he the, called it the uh, the arts. Oh God, what did he call it? I, I watched it. The, arts, the artist series or something like the that. The artist series. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. photography series, something like that. And uh, he he went and but Ted's the reverse because before I knew him, I'd seen him create these like kind of projects, and then he became this. I'm uploading it every single day or twice a week and bomb mm. bomb bomb and gear 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 gear. Well, and, to be fair, that's what gets views, you know. I know, I know. What What's quite shocking, and I don't know where I've got these uh, polls from. I've seen a couple of vloggers put polls, uh, and some other people have mentioned it in the past, is that you see uh, a gear videos doing really well, but then when people are asked, do they want to see gear, gear videos, they say no. So what, well, what YouTube's suggesting this stuff, not because people want to watch it, but they're pushing it in front of creators. And I find that so annoying because there's people creating such original, wonderful content, but yeah. because it's not commercial, because it's not a brand, because it's not got a name attached to it, it doesn't get pushed. And because something does have a name or it's about a camera, that gets pushed. I think what it is, is I think you've got people, I think, say, like, I, classic example, and, and this is so such a shame. I released a video couple of weeks ago saying new camera to replace 5d mark IV, yeah and that got really high views um and then i released a video a week later which i was out in the snow with my hasselblad yes and that was one of my best videos i've done in ages i love yes. the images from that video i love yes. the whole video it had such a good message you know yes, yes. I, I, I edited and finished that video and i was proud yeah was like, you wow, can say i love it. this and i was excited to upload it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
it bombed. I mean, it didn't bomb. I'm being, you know, it, it's done very well. But you know what? If you go on the YouTube app, it tells you how well your video's doing um, compared to your previous video. Yeah. It, says, it says, says this video is not performing as well as last. And and that gear video got like four times the amount of views or something like that. I don't know, yeah. but a lot more views. And I yeah. thought, that's such a shame. But mm-hmm. what if, I think it's just people who, I think a lot of those views, they're not, in it for the photographer they're in it they want to see about the camera gear so the hope is that you might hang on to a couple of them and they might then go on to enjoy your work yeah you know if if you release a new say sony drop a new camera tomorrow and i've got it here yeah yeah. i'm like you know the new sony a6 7000 whatever yeah it might get 500,000 views but those people will never come back to the channel no chip shot paper gone just done And so gone. it's a bit of a false economy. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the people, though. I think it's YouTube. Oh, think, yeah, yeah, kind of, because they can push. Well, no, I don't I don't necessarily think it is. I don't I don't no. know how that could be, because mm. YouTube's driven by views. That's it. So it's about selling advertising space. So YouTube pushes what people watch. Yeah. It, um, yeah. But yeah. What, what, oh, you sheep. Just go back to that video, your sheepy picture. Oh, the sheep. Yeah. What a uh, shot. Nice, wasn't it? I love yeah. it, but you know what? I underexposed it. So the quality isn't as good as it could be. Luckily, I was shooting with a film that has great latitude, so I was able to quite yes. easily pull it back. Rescue it. Was but that a drum, a drum scan? Did you drum no, scan? No. I haven't drum scanned it, no. Um, no, stunning, I, I, stunning it, shot. It's like, it's like two stops underexposed. Right. <laughs> Which... <laughs> the, means the the shadows are really muddy yeah i was gutted about that as well i was in such a rush and i was watching the video back and the earlier images like the thing is with snow is it's just the same you know yeah yeah. if you shoot one image at 10 in the morning and it's iso 100 f16 50th of a second those settings will pretty much do you good for the rest of the day assuming the sun doesn't come out um and i shot all of my images at f16 one fifteenth of a second there or thereabouts yeah and then for some reason, that last shot, I shot at f16 one sixtieth of a second. Like, oh, why did I do that? Do that. I don't know. Yeah. I even I metered it, and I think I'm so scared of overexposing, yeah, that losing all the detail in the snow. Um, so yeah, I mean it's fine. Like I, I, I just know it could be better, and it yeah. hurts, and I should just let go and say it is what it is. But I love that image. I do. Um, I've got three other ones that are better exposed because it wasn't until the last shot that I upped it to a 60th of a second yeah. before I was shooting at a 30th. But the sheep are all in the wrong position. Positioning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the sheep are half yeah. out of the frame. It yeah. was on the last photograph that all the sheep came together. Uh-huh. And boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were gone and that was it. Yeah, good shot moment. then. Very good, yeah. Very good shot. Yeah, but people prefer knowing which camera I've bought instead of my Canon 5D Mark IV, which is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gutting. But at the same time, it's like I just think they they've gone. People will come back to the others. I, I, that true. was yeah. that was a question about all the videos. I think people, more people, will come back because because there's a, a there's a longevity to your creative videos rather than a piece of gear. No one's gonna go and look at a, um, a video of a camera from ten years ago. No, no, that's true. I always, I always try and make my content future proof, like uh, evergreen content. So yeah. that's why I very rarely put emphasis on the gear. Um, yeah. 
you know, gear videos and all that. Cause yeah, gear videos give you that instant hit, but yeah, you're right. They don't have that longevity. Whereas I kind of like, I hear from people all the time that watching my content from three, four years ago and mm-hmm. catching up Yes, and it's all relevant. Um, the same with my book. If you, you'll know, if you've read my book, then um, very rarely mention gear. It's all about the experience, the image, the composition, the, the camera settings, which settings. will never change. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't, I don't, I basically try and make it timeless. So if you make a video, try and make it for people five years from now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you don't get that instant hit, but you'll it'll just yeah. get constant traffic. Um, so that's a good piece of advice. It I is. heard that on another podcast somewhere. But um, yeah, make don't make videos for today. Make it for five years down the line. It feels like that to me anyway, because the memories from a moment with my camera. Um, and that was a, another question about, do you watch your own videos? Do you go back and watch? Because I went to Sprinkling Time for the first time. Oh, yeah. Not that long ago. And uh, Mikey, good friend, comes out with me everywhere. He said, you do know where you are now, aren't you? And I, I, I completely forgot about you, not to be rude, but I was absolutely knackered. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a tough hike. It's yeah. longer it looks well i i was gonna go up great uh is it great gable no great gable yes i was great end and great gable no sorry great end Uh, i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go up great end we'll go to and i got to sprinkling town now i'm gonna sit down (laughs) i'm not going anywhere and i sat there mikey we said you do know his first vlog uh was here don't you right what what are you on about what he said thomas eaton it's thomas eaton's first vlog where we are now and uh, we walked down to Stylehead, Stylehead, oh, yeah. Stylehead, uh, Stylehead uh, yeah. looking across to uh, um, uh, Scarfell, and wow, wow, yeah, wow, and that, great walk, <laughs> great yeah, I, I can't wait to go back there. Um, so you've you, got to you get know, up Great Gable. I'd, I'd recommend Great Gable over Great End. I think right. they're a similar height, very yes, similar yeah. height. Yeah. But if you go, when you get to Stihead Tarn, you can just go straight up Great Gable. It'll probably take you 20 minutes, you know, just a long, slow, just sits above the tarn. Yep. But the views, oh my God, the views, best views in the Lake District from Great Gable. You can see yep. all the Scarfells, you see Ennerdale Valley, you can yep. see all the Pillar Rock and uh, it goes on. Oh, on. Yeah, Pillar. Yeah, yeah. whereas Great End. Oh, hello. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Great End um, is, is yeah. epic, but. To be honest, there's not that many views from Great End because it's quite a rotund. It is rotund, yes. Top, so you, you there's no yeah. edge to it, so you can't get that drop off. You don't get those views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got plans for lakes coming up? I know you're going off again. Um, uh, no, I I always just play it by ear, see what the weather's doing. You know, if it's if it's high pressure, I'll go up the mountains. If it's you know rainy and snowy, I'll uh, I'll stay lower in the valleys. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, lakes, I just like to turn up and see what happens. Yeah, I always do. Just turn up. It's great. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to jump back on another question here because it, it, it this intrigued me quite a bit. Uh, you mentioned about spooky trees. And you were right. doing oh, yeah. uh, a shoot for someone, but it snowed. Yeah. I yeah. found that. I was like, oh, what's this project? I've got to ask him. I'm going to be nosy. And you probably might not be able to say much, but I was like, oh, sounds interesting. I don't know how much I can and can't say. Um, I, don't, uh, I think my only concern is that it, 
you know, it's always at risk of being shut down because of COVID. That's the biggest problem. Um, yeah. But no, it's, do you know, um, have you heard of um, a film director and a novelist and writer called Alex Garland? Um, have you seen The Beach, Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he wrote that book. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> he, also, he also directed 28 Days Later. <gasps> um, another hand in 28 Weeks Later. And he's done loads of stuff anyway. He's really talented. Yes. But he, he, um, he got in touch because he liked my, liked my work. And he said he's, he's shooting a film, um, a horror film. And uh, you need some B-roll, basically, you know, just some like scenic stuff and everything. So um, wow. he told me this, the plot, sent me the script, had a look at it. I was like, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and the great thing is I just get to go off by myself. You know, it's not, I don't need to, you know, have anyone with me. It's just basically shoot, shoot the B-roll and uh, deliver it and, and hope that they like it. Yeah, that's great. You should fun. see the gear I've got. Oh, mate, hang on. Let me see. That is great fun. This is just one example. This is a so Sony A7S III, uh, which is nice. Don't, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. But this lens, man, this Ooh. this is a proper Panavision. This lens is about 60 wow. years old. Oh, uh, that's like awesome. Proper cine lenses, like super, like the images that come from this. I'm watching it thinking, I need one of these for my channel. Yeah. Um, wow. So I'm basically going out and I'm shooting woodland. It's basically, imagine like photography, right? Instead yeah. of taking, instead of hitting your shooter, you hit record. And uh, I just get a slight movement. Like I've got a little slider, so I just get, and it's just creating this, this building up this portfolio of woodland shots, because the whole film is set in the woods and around a rural area. Um, but yeah, it's set in in spring, springtime, spring, summer, uh, which isn't too much of a problem. I can still shoot winter B-roll, um, especially more intimate shots and mossy trees and stuff. Yeah, but I can't shoot when there's a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but That's yeah, that I mean, yeah. it's like a proper, yeah, like a proper film. It's not like a, it's That's not like a great. movie or a I'm proper chuff for you. I know you do have a lot of projects, but for me, that that's no, that it's nice to have a, like great. a real job. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. said it, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's dead funny. I was, I was speaking to the director, and he said, he said, listen, Tom, right? You know, it's just a little low budget film. Yeah, and I was thinking low budget, what like 20, 30 grand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And he yeah. said, Yeah, low budget. So, you know, we've only got 20 million. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like 20 million? That's not low budget. <laughs> and he was like, It is. I was like, Oh, yeah. blooming it. So, so, yeah, proper film with real famous people yeah. in it and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I need to be honest, I need to get back out and shoot some more stuff. But it's, it's waiting for the right weather and just. Uh, but the difficulty is, is COVID. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got a contract, so I can travel. Like I can travel anywhere and shoot anything because um, it's work. But it's still you've got that uh, perception of the public. So yes. you know, if I'm driving 300 miles and shooting all day in wood, and then staying over in a chalet somewhere, so I can yeah, yeah. work a location over a few days, it looks like I'm on holiday. <laughs> yeah, but it's work. But it's work. Yeah. yeah. That's 100% fine. work, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you do worry. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's fantastic to hear that, though. I'm excited for you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go down and um, when they actually shoot, when they shoot all the scene, all the scenes, like the actual, you know, the acting and whatnot, yeah. um, I'm going to go down and um, spend a few days on set and uh, see it all come together. It's exciting. I've never done anything like this before. So yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah. 
And who knows where that could lead as well? That's the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Love be opportunities nice. like that. Fantastic. I think we've been talking for a while. I don't want to keep you too long. Are you okay for time? Yeah, yeah. I've got a few more questions, but I think pretty much we've just been having a chat and I'm loving it. It's fantastic. And again, thanks a lot, mate. Because yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um <laughs> you have been a big influence on me. There's no point in me hiding the fact that um I said to you when I first met that um I wanted to be a full-time professional photographer not a youtuber mm. and you said to me we'll really think about it don't go doing anything stupid now you know you've got yeah, a family the- and kids and and i haven't i've carried on working and i've worked hard with my photography and me video on youtube and i and i owe that to big thanks to yourself in, in a way and quite a few other people as well but mainly yourself that's good to hear yeah i think a lot of people just want to do it overnight don't they they want to be yeah. like I want to be full time. I'm going to hate my job. I'm going to quit my job. Don't, don't do it. It's the no. stupidest thing you could do is to quit yeah. your job and think that you can just plow all your time and effort and be successful. It doesn't work like that. It took me um, uh, about four years before I could have the confidence to leave my job. Yeah. Um, and I got lucky. I, you know, I got on YouTube when it was cresting a wave. Yes. So I can't, yes. you know, it'd be very difficult. The best thing you do is do something because you love it. Say yeah. yes to all the opportunities that come up. And then yeah. if you're lucky, one day you'll look at your, I don't know, ad revenue or sponsorships and you'll realize that, oh, it's okay. So it's about the same as my wage or whatever. And then maybe you can think about switching, but it's got to be a long, slow process. It's got to be long. Yeah. yeah. Long game is the, the key. And in te- integrity, in life, to be honest. <laughs> integrity, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna do another uh, uh, F four? <laughs> I honestly, I very much doubt it. I very much. Doubt it. I will. I'll put it on record. I'd do one. Uh, good um, answer. Yeah. No, I think COVID uh, has put, you know, has ruined those those plans. Um, never say never. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. It was hard. I think yeah. we went about it the wrong way. I think. Um, I think if we did it again, we'd need more delegation. So, mm-hmm. you know, we only had poor Greg with us who was filming everything. Yeah. We'd need, what we need is um, a producer. Yeah. Um, somebody who can book the hotels and plan the routes and somebody, you know, and then we need two, three, four cameramen yeah. so that we're all shooting the best light and the best angles and the best everything. Yeah. And then we'd need a, a grip to uh, yeah. store all the video files and organize the hard drives and make the tea and the coffee. You know, we're making coffee like five in the morning. Nick's making everyone egg and bacon. I'm making everyone coffee. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Greg's filming everything. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, Greg did a fantastic job. Oh, he's the hardest working man on YouTube, that guy. I don't know how he does it. Now he's got a kid on the way. And he's doing a daily vlog. I know. I thought about doing a daily vlog. I don't think I could do it. No. Honestly, don't. Only because... It's, uh, I don't, I just, uh, getting up at, God. I'd have to be a sunrise shoot every day and then I'd go home and edit. But the thing is, I'm so critical of my own work. The, mm-hmm. the best thing I have going for me is the fact that if it doesn't work out, I can go out. I usually have enough time to go out again the next day or the day after. If you're doing a daily vlog, that's not possible. Yeah. 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 Just editing time for me. I couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't even imagine trying to produce create something come back and then edit that together it takes me so long to edit 
I'm a perfectionist as well. You know, I, everything's got to be perfect. The, the audio transitions and yeah. the music and the timing of everything. It's all got to be on point. Yeah. So I wouldn't, yeah, I couldn't do it. I can barely do once a week at the minute, to be fair. Yeah, I think I think doing the F4, like you said, as a production and having someone funding, paying for the gasoline. and. Yeah, I you know what, I'd do it. Yeah. But I'd want to do it. I'd want to it'd have to be bigger and better so we'd have to go i i my proposal was that we'd go to africa Oof. do an overlanding trip across africa wow no. amazing. i want real pain uh like it, well, it was painful but i want more pain that's what makes it funny <laughs> yeah yes it does things happen characters are tested exactly um, i totally enjoyed it and huge round of applause to each and every one of you for producing that because it's just, it'll be there forever. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I, I love it. I, I do. It's something I would show my kids if I had kids. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to ask you that question, by the way. Right, <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. having kids or anything like that, because no I've, got, I've got two. They're great fun, honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They're lovely. I want to push on with my own photography and, uh, I find um, I find this is I, I can shut up and listen to yourself or whoever I'm interviewing. I'm really enjoying that side of it because I'm learning so much from everyone I've spoke to. Rather than me having an opinion, it's really yeah. good to listen to an opinion and respect what someone else is saying. You know, so yeah. Um, it's all changed for me, and the kids are a big fulcrum of that at the moment. Uh, seven and nine. So uh, seven and, are they boy and girl? Two girls. Two, two girls, girls. Two girls. Two girls. Oh. Yeah, two girls. yeah. Nice. They can't even plait me hair though. So no, my mate's uh, my mate's got two girls and a yeah. wife, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's he's always complaining. He goes, I just, I just need some man time. Like, yeah, I've got in my life as women. <laughs> I think yeah. his girls are seven and nine as well. Wow! So it's, oh. we go climbing and we go running and stuff. Um, yeah. And he's he's just yeah. I feel sorry for him um, because everything's it's just women. Like yeah, in his life only women. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it always makes me laugh. Let me have a look here. I'll cut this bit. Not no, right. to, not not to self. <laughs> I'll cut it. this bit. Um. There was something else here that I've got. Well, I think we've we've said it all. Uh, yeah, I'm doing so well, and now I've lost it at the end. <laughs> uh, Sorry, you just ask me what my uh, favorite image is. No, don't. Oh God. Question. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask you that. Uh, no, couldn't ask you that. I bet you've got a good few. You must have a good collection of images. No. No. No, scrap that. Yeah, I know what you mean. And even when they get older, uh, sometimes you look back and go, what was I thinking? Yeah, um, it's true. well, you, you think that a lot less. That usually tends to be um, uh, when, you pro, when you over-process images. Yeah. Um, I find that images that are far more natural, um, yeah, yeah, they tend to have longevity. Yeah, that's something I'm finding... And I know we said about gear, but since I've switched cameras, that the larger megapixel, I'm finding mm. the dynamic range is better and I'm therefore finding it easier to edit and therefore finding I'm not pushing things around as much 
and I'm starting to change and think of more natural images. I'm getting really wrapped up with chaos. I don't know if that's anything to do with COVID and what's going on in the world, but chaotic scenes and scenes of, of lots of busyness I'm really attracted to at the moment. Well, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm, I'm looking, my images seem to just become more and more Minimal. empty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, what I'm looking for. Uh, although saying that that's not the case in tonight's video, um, it's a bit more chaotic. Uh, but yeah, it's all that's why I like shooting film because film is very natural medium, you know, it's, it's quite difficult to manipulate film. I mean, you, of course, mm. you can still go in and Photoshop and you can crank everything, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do work it. well, it doesn't work yeah. that well. Muddy. Whereas yeah. I find that you know, I let the landscape let that do all the processing for you, and well, that's yeah. it. I think I see photography as capturing a little snippet of something cool or something you've observed rather than snapping something and then making that happen afterwards yes so. yeah yeah you talked about that with the tall tree and moving the bird and yeah uh, I, I would have moved the bird but <laughs> yeah well i don't mind deleting the bird i'll delete yeah. stuff from my images that doesn't bother me really um, that's, that says a lot about you and your photography and the way you're thinking at that moment as well I, think it's well, I always try and, try and do as much as I can in the field. Yeah. Um, and if I can't, I will go in and delete some stuff. Like there's some stuff I wouldn't delete. Like I, I wouldn't really be too comfortable with removing permanent things like trees and mountain tops. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, a little a little twig coming in and a little like rock on the foreground that you know is just in the mud and you know whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, nothing permanent. If something's permanently fixed in place, yeah, and it's not man-made, then I, I feel uncomfortable deleting that. But um, yeah, I still might do it. <laughs> yeah, depending. Yeah, it's yeah, up it to just you. Depends. It's it is. There's you. no. There's no rules. Yeah. That's not so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the problem is now. Like this, this has happened in the past sort of ten years. Is when you see a great image, first thing you think is Photoshop. It's like, oh, it's been photoshopped. <laughs> It's and worrying, think, isn't it? Yeah. That's the way it is, you know. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it is. I find if you shoot film mm -hmm. and you tag your image with the film that you've used and whatnot, mm. it doesn't get questioned. It never gets questioned. Yeah, yeah. People don't see a film image and go, Photoshop. Yeah. You know. I, I'm that far off with film. Uh, I've been waiting for COVID to end, really. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not as good as digital. It's not. No, you no. Can't, no denying it, you know. I like I, I like the grain though. I like I like yeah. the roughness of it. I like it is. I like that kind of feel the, about it. The great thing about film is it's it's far less clinical. Like my my um Fuji film is so sharp and so clear, which is yeah. great. But yes. it's digital and you can tell it's digital. With film, it's it's a physical thing because there's emulsion on the film. And when you expose that film to light, the emulsion either burns away Takes or, or, yes. or the yeah. opposite, you know, it depends if it's positive or negative film. Yeah. So when you, when you have shadows shot in film, the shadows, is, they're almost three dimensional because it is, it's, it's, it's halide crystals. Yes. Yeah, halide crystals on the emulsion on the film. Yes. It's different. And it is, I, I've still not quite got my head around it, but it is, it feels the depth, you know, mm -hmm. it feels more real. It feels almost 3D, the depth to the shadows and the tonality, like the tonality 
is phenomenal. Like I can shoot a bright white sky, a bright white sunrise, you know, full sun blaring into the camera. Yeah. You can shoot that on film, not positive film. Sorry. Yeah. Not positive film, but negative film. You can shoot that and it doesn't blow out. It doesn't look overexposed. Yeah. Cause the film handles it. So you get this perfectly smooth gradient from shadows yes. and tones yes. to highlights. Whereas digital, you don't get that. No, can't. It, it's, yeah. it's, I don't think it's been achieved. <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, so there is that, you know, it's weird. If you could take two identical images, uh, film and digital, and depending on the scenario, um, the film would just handle it so much better. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I, no longer scared of clear skies <laughs> with yeah. shooting film. Yeah, yeah. It just there's a romance for it to for me as well. Oh yeah, there is from college. Um, like, oh yeah, of course. The, en the enlarger and, and then getting me little blocks of wood and and just yeah. moving in and getting shadows in and bringing the tones and and I used to really love seeing a contact strip um, mm. doing the one one elephant two elephant move the board three you know and you'd yeah, have yeah. this sheet of all the exposures and and you could look and oh, I quite like how I burnt that oh that's overexposed but down here if I will really and then trying to find the positions in the picture and I used to cut out bits of card and drop them on for one second two second off next piece of card two seconds yeah they used to do all that in college too it was I missed that ago, I missed that actually develop it and then we'd, we'd like do the the contact prints is that right yeah contact strips yeah contact oh, contact prints, strips yeah. yeah yeah and then you'd you have the paper in the in the tray and you'd shake it yeah, and then yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah we did yeah. all that i can't remember most of it but yeah. the thing i love most about film is it changes my psychology like if i'm walking around with a film camera and i know that i've only got 12 shots mm. right i see things differently than if i'm walking around with a digital camera and that is 100 percent fact 100 percent fact the compositions I pick out with my film camera are better than what I pick out with my digital camera. Wow. That's because I'm just heightened. I'm, I don't know what it is. Like <laughs> I get more excited about things. I explore things differently with a film camera and I'm way more, um, way more observant of everything. You know, you have to be with film. You have to know what you're shooting. You can't just see something like and point and shoot. You've got to, yeah. you've got to understand everything that's in your frame because the image is backwards and sometimes upside down yeah. and you have to you have to have an appreciation for the tones and the shadows and the highlights and everything yeah, yeah. And, and then of course you think okay well this is going to cost me about three quid <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so, um it's you know it makes me a better photographer or oh, certainly I have more fun with it that's as well. That's the goal though, isn't it? That That's the yeah. goal for me is, is, yeah. is to be a better creative, uh, to produce something that I think, dare I say it, is art. Yeah, I know. I know. I hate calling my work art. I really do. But it, it's true. Like that, this square camera, this is my favorite camera right now. Like, like because I just, it inspires me just having it in my hand inspires me so i yeah. go out and I'm, I'm finding subjects that i just wouldn't be interested in with the digital camera and that seems so bizarre because i'm always I, I do think that photography is photography and it shouldn't matter what camera you've got yes um but with film it has such an aesthetic to it that yeah. you do see things in a certain way you think that's going to work well with this type of film in this format um whereas digital 
I don't think, oh, that's will work real well if I process it this way. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing with film as well, every film has a certain look to it and yeah. a certain characteristic, whereas digital doesn't. You just have your raw file and you process it however you choose. So you've got so many choices. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, with film, it's like, okay, I'm, shoot, I'm in front of this subject. Yeah. You know, how, how can I make it look its best? I'll use this film. And then that's yeah. it. And it's, yeah. you know, when, when, a, when a shot does work out, oh, mate, there's no better feeling. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you get so excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could see that on the, the, the last one with the sheep. I could see the connection between you and the camera that, uh, when you was yeah, filming it. Was it. Like, it was good. The whole day was great, to be honest. Uh, started off a bit shaky, but um, it was great. Just that it's just such a craft. That's how I would describe it. It's a real yes. craft shooting with a fully manual camera. And yeah. no screen, no LCD screen to check that everything's all right. You just yeah, got to yeah. kind of really absorb yourself in the in the scene. So you you you're in it, you know, you're really in it. Whereas with digital, they're kind of like on screen histogram shoot next. Yeah, there's something really th- uh, three dimensional as well when you film the B roll looking into the top of the house. Oh, that viewfinder's phenomenal. That viewfinder just there's was nothing like, better than. Looking at that viewfinder because it is three dimensional. It's like whoa! Yeah. That is, yeah. There is no greater pleasure than looking in the top-down viewfinder of this camera. It's, yeah. It, and yeah. again, it, it makes you appreciate subject and composition and form and light and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna end it there. Thank you very much, Thomas. And there's only one more question I ask everyone, and I know it's late at night, so it might be what have you had? But what's for tea, Tom? Oh, what have I had? Uh, I had, um, <clears throat> oh God, I don't know. I had like a vegetable medley. So, oh, <laughs> so, oh, hey. oh. Yeah, well, I've been, I've been not eating too well recently, so I thought I better even have a healthy tea. So it was yeah. like, was it broccoli, adami beans, uh, sweet potato, um, what's that stuff, tofu? Oh, yeah, with spices and some it was all mixed up. It was like a bit like a Buddha bowl, I think you call them. Oh yes, yeah. 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 Not not something good. I eat, but <laughs> <laughs> well no, Sounds you want to add for lunch. I had, a, I had a beef and gravy sandwich with mustard for lunch. Oh, so. hey. oh that now really then. That but I've had that good. for about the past three days in a row. Oh beef and mustard, can't beat that on a nice hot bath. roast, hot roast, hot roast beef oh. soaked in gravy. There's a deli around the corner. Just do it. Just fill it with hot beef and then just mustard and then. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Like, I've had no tea. I mean, oh, so you no, get hot no. roast beef. Uh, I'll go and knock some up. I'm thinking of doing a mushroom stir fry, but it's getting a bit late now, so I don't know. <laughs> no, that's quick and easy though. You'll have that knocked up in yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, it took me ten minutes. When this is encoding it, you know that moment I'm panicking, going, "Is it recorded? Has this done it?" So. If I give you a call, I'll <laughs> send you an email, Tom. Do you want to do that again? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the big with podcasting, and I yeah. was I've done a couple now, and uh, I worry about it. Yeah, because um, you lose if you do it again, you lose that. Oh, it's the um, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing. Second time around, never as good. Cool. Tell you what, you could do. Just give me a sither. So say. Give you a what? A sither. 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 Oh, Sither. <laughs> right. From Blackpool, they don't say Sither. No, we don't. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'll Sither. Oh, Sither, right. Sither. See you later. No, Blackpool, God, no. I'm just like, see you later.
Sede.